Parashas Vayakov begins with Moshe telling Klai Yisrael about the instruction to build the Mishkan. Now there's something unique here which we don't find too often in the Torah. Most times in the Torah when there's a message from Hashem to Klai Yisrael either what we find is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives the message to Moshe and afterwards the Apostle community says that Moshe related the instruction to Klai Yisrael. Like we find, for example, at the end of the parish of the Moyadim, where Hashem first tells Moshe all the mitzvahs, and the conclusion is, Vaidabir Moshe, Smerdeh Hashem Bnei Yisrael. It just says that the, Moshe gave over what Hashem told him to Klai Yisrael. Or sometimes, the Torah tells us the mitzvah in the context of Moshe telling Klai Yisrael what Hashem said. For example, in the parish of the Darim, when Moshe tells Klai Yisrael, this is the mitzvah of Hashem. But what's unique about the parish of the Mishkan is we find here that Moshe is told first by Hashem the parish of the Mishkan, the Chiyav of bringing things to the Mishkan about his truma. And repeated the Klai Yisrael parts of Yaakov. And therefore in this case we can see both sides, so to speak. Both the Tzivri of Hashem to Moshe and how Moshe repeated the Klai Yisrael. And therefore we can see that even though Moshe repeats nearly exactly the same words that Hashem told him, there's nevertheless a difference between Hashem tells it to Moshe and Moshe preaches to Klai Yisrael. A very subtle difference. A difference of one word, one letter. So let's look at the Psukim, the Parashas Truma, the Psukim of Hashem's instruction, and then afterwards the Psukim Pashas Vayakhan, which is repetition, and let's see if we can notice the difference. Hashem tells Moshe in Pashas Truma, tell from Ne Yisrael, Vikhudi Truma, Me'eskol Isha Shayit Venu, Liberty Chos Trumasi. You should take from your Truma, and what are the materials that Kadesh Baruch Hu wants his Truma to be? And he says, there are 15, so to speak, <coughs> components which make up the building blocks of the Mishkan. It says, Zav, Vachesef, Lachoshes, Gold, Silver, and Copper, Uschelis, Vargamon, Vesadah, Shani, Vesheish, Vizim, Vairis, Elim, or Adamim, Vairis, Choshim, Vatsashitim. Various wolves or animal skins which were used. Shemin Lamar, Samim the Shemin Amishcha, Victorious Asabim of Nishem of Nimiloy. The oil for the Menorah, the spices for the Shemin Amishcha, and the jewels, the diamonds which were used for the Avnishayim and the Avnimiloyim of the Chayshim. When Moshe repeats that list to Kayisra, 
And he says also to take from Klai Yisrael the various components which are needed in, in building the Mishkan. So he said, Hashem asks, Wazav, Vachasef, Nechoshes, Vaschelis, Vargavon, Vasadashoni, Vashesh, Vizim, Vairis, Elim, Vadamim, Vairis, Choshim, Matashitim. Vashem in Lamar, Vasamim, Vashem in Amishka, and Amnishem, Vavnibilim. So the 15 materials needed, which Hashem tells Moshe to ask the Jewish people to donate are the same 15 things which Moshe repeats to Klai Yisrael. But there's one very subtle difference. Lechaira, when one's giving a list of a number of elements, so the right way in Hebrew grammar to say that is to join each one together with a V or an and. Gold and silver and copper and techeles. Zav, bochesef. And therefore each of these elements should be connected with the letter above. There's a list and we're including one after the next. The first and the second and the third and so on. And if that's the case, if you look at the list of Moshe Rabbeinu, that's what he does. He brings you the list of all 15, each one joined by the prefix V. However, when you look at HaKadosh Baruch's list to Moshe, so we find something interesting. The first 11 elements have the Vav, Zav, Vachazif, Nechoshes, Vuschelis, Vargomun, Vusadah Shani, Vishesh, Vizim, Vairis, Oedim, Moadamim, Vairis, Tchashim, Vatishitim. And then suddenly we find the last four don't have the Vav. Shemen Lema'ar, Vusamim, Vusamim, Amishcha, Avni Shayam. And if that's the case, we need to understand. As we said in the rules of grammar, the Chorim Moshe Rabbeinu gave the list correctly. Each element was joined by a Vav. Why, when HaKadosh Baruch Hu repeats the list, does he take out the Vav of the last four? It needed the eagle eye, so to speak, of the Vilnagon to notice this difference. But there's another question I want to ask same time, even though this is a very well-known question, and that is, why when discussing bringing the elements for the Beis Amikdash, was the instruction to Kaisal to take them, the Yikhuli Trumah, you should take from your donations, why wouldn't it have been better to have said the Yitznuli, you should give me, because the Chayrat, Kaishal were asked to donate, to give to Hashem. So, bearing these questions in mind, let's look at the Pasuk in the sixth Pasha, Pasha And let's look who actually brought these four elements, the ones which weren't connected with the Vav. And the Pasuk says in Pasha Svayaka, that all these four things, the Shemin Lamar, the Vesami for the Shemin Amishcha, the Avni Shayam, and the Avni Miluim were brought by the Nasim. The Nasim, the Vio, is Avni Shayam, Avni Miluim, and the Shemin and the Vesami. Then the word Nasim is spelled with that the Yud. 
based on this Chazal Teres Adrosha. It's brought in Rashi, it's very well known. The Nassim, who are the Nassim being referred to? So there are two explanations in Chazal. The first explanation is the Nassim refers to the leaders of the tribes of Kal Yisrael. And Chazal tell us that when Moshe announced the opening of the campaign to raise the nations for the Besamekdash, the Nassim said, let the Jewish people come forward first. Let them donate as much as they're able to. And whatever's missing, we're going to supplement. <coughs> we'll fill in, so to speak, whatever's left at the end. And if anybody's running a soccer campaign, I think those are the most welcome words a person can hear. Let's let everybody contribute as much as they're able. And we'll ensure, we'll ensure at the end, however the goal which needed to be reached was, was We'll make sure to fill it. And yet, Chazal said there was a certain taina, there was a certain accusation against the Nabi. Accusation against the Nasim that because <coughs> what happened was they stood back and gave Kaisal the chance to bring their donations first. Gai Yisrael's generosity exceeded their expectations and there was nothing left for them to bring. And therefore they brought the Avdi Shayam and Avdi Milim and the Shemin for the for the Menera and the Psalmim for the Shemin Amishka. And I want to ask a question. That means there was nothing left for them to bring. That was probably the most valuable thing in the base of English. The diamonds, the precious stones which were needed for Choshen, probably more valuable than the gold and the silver and the various kind of dyed wools which the, other, the rest of Choshen brought. Why is it looked at as something negative? Also, if we had to justify the decision of the Nassim, there's two ways to explain what the Nassim's thought process, why they decided to let Israel dedicate what they could first, which would both make a lot of sense. Firstly, firstly we know that something which is meant to be for the entire Klai Yisrael, such as the Besamekdash. So, it's good that all of Klai Yisrael takes a part in it, and each one has a chalik in the Besamekdash. Just like we find by the Karbanas Tzibur, where if it's a Tzibur, which is, if it's a carbon for the entire Tzibur, for the entire congregation, then everybody should have some part, some ownership, some chalik of the carbon. And if that's the case, so had the Nassim come forward first and donated a big part of the base of English, there would have been less opportunities for each individual Jew, every member of Klai Yisrael, to also have a part in dedicating something to the base of English. And therefore, the fact that the Nassim stood back 
it gave everybody a chance to contribute was in order to give everybody the opportunity to inherit the best of English. There could be a second sphere for the Nassim as well. And that is, imagine you're running a campaign. And the first donor who comes forward to support the cause puts down half a million dollars. The second donor, half a million dollars. The third, the fourth. And now, the average participant who was willing to put down his $18, his $36, he's going to feel unable to do that. You've raised the bar so high that somebody else is going to feel foolish to give their paltry donation after such big sums have been offered. And therefore the Nassim felt that Klai Yisrael have a chance first to give what they are able to, to participate as well, and they won't be dwarfed, they won't be embarrassed by a much greater amount that the Nasi would be able to give and either embarrass them or so to speak, persuade them for what they could do. So, to sum up, we have two good reasons that the Nasim could have had for not wanting to dedicate first. Either to enable more of Klaishal to be involved or not to shame anyone by giving a donation which other people couldn't match. And besides which, in the end they did give. They gave the most valuable maybe of all the materials used, the diamonds and the precious stones. So why is there a claim against the Nasim? Why do they use the yurt of their name? Because they weren't the first to dedicate. And going back to the question you asked before, why would HaKadosh Baruch take out the vav of the four things which the Nasim were the one to bring? So I think there's a big issue for us today. Let's start with the question we asked before. We asked the question, why does it say Vayikhuni? You should take from me a trauma, as opposed to you should give from me a trauma. Now we know that in any transaction between two people, when a person buys something, so he's giving and he's taking. On the one hand, he's giving money, on the other side, he's taking what he bought. If I'm buying a field, so I give them money, but I take the field. Now, if we have to ask, which one does the Torah focus on? When we're talking about a transaction, does the Torah look at it as giving because I'm giving the money? Or does the Torah look at it as taking because I'm taking the object? If that's the case, the money is just a means for me to be able to take the object. What's the primary? When there's two sides, this is giving money to buy something. You see the primary is an act of giving or an act of taking. So let's look at an example of this in the Torah. We know that Avraham Avinu bought the field of Ephraim. 
says in Sim, clearly the person, I gave the money for the field, the Sati Kesef Asada, and because that I want to take the field. Now, when the Torah later on talks about the transaction between Abraham and Ephraim, does the Torah call it in the sinner because Abraham gave money? What does the Torah call it a kicha? Because Abraham took the field, and it's clear in the Torah. We learn kicha from Stay Ephraim. Because Abraham took the field. It's true he paid money for that. When we look at it primarily as an act of taking, same thing. The Gemara learns from this to every marriage. To every marriage. The idea of marriage in Torah is a person, a man, has to give money to a lady. And in return for that, he, so to speak, acquires her. Condition. But the last in the Torah, ki yekach ishesha. We look at it as an act of taking. He has to pay for it. He has to give money. But because he's getting something back, that's primarily an act of taking, not an act of giving. And that's the insight. When Klai Yisrael were asked to donate to the Mishnah, how are they meant to look at that? Are they meant to look at it as an act of giving and making a donation to the cause that Hashem Mishkan, when I look at it as I'm taking, it's true I'm paying money, but because of that I'm getting the chalik of the base of Mikdash. I'm buying a part of the Mishkan. What's it meant to be looked at primarily as? And that's the boss of success. Understand, you, um, we're asking for donations for the Mishkan. But the way to look at it is it's an act of taking. You have the opportunity to invest in the Mishkan. You have the opportunity to own the Chalik of the edifice which is being built for Hashem's honor. That's the way to look at the Mishkan. And if you're going to donate to the Mishkan, think of it as buying the Chalik in the base Hashem. Not that a person feels I'm a benefactor, that I'm dedicating money, I'm giving to Hashem. No. You're taking, you're taking. You've been given an opportunity to buy a chalik in something as valuable as the Vesa Mikdash. How much is it worth for a person to own a part of the Vesa Mikdash? That's the Yikhali Trumma. You're taking with the Trumma. You're gaining more than you're giving. And that's how Klai Yisrael felt. Israel felt they were given an opportunity. They've been given an opportunity to make a tremendous investment to buy a part of the base of Mikdash. And they came forward with unbelievable generosity to give well, their most valuable possessions, their gold, their silver, their jewelry, because this is an opportunity to take, this opportunity to, to get a chalik in the base of Shem. Let's go back to what we saw before. If the person looks at a campaign stalker as an opportunity to donate, to give, so it's understandable that a person would say, okay, I'm willing to donate, but I want to make sure everyone has a chance. I want everybody to be involved in participating in the, in the campaign to donate. 
so I'll stand back to give everyone a chance to go first. But imagine if that same person was given the opportunity to make a very, very lucrative investment. An opportunity to buy something which they really wanted. Is that same person going to stand back and say, you know what, let everyone else buy first. If there's anything left at the end, I'll buy one too. Or is the person going to say, one second, this is a tremendous investment. I'm going to be the first to grab it. If a person sees it as a kicha, something which is an opportunity for him to take, and to take something extremely valuable, then the way he's going to look at it is, I'm going to grab the opportunity when it comes. I'm going to be the first in line to take. And that was the mistake of the Nasir. It's true that they dedicated, they gave. They gave very valuable things to the Mishnah. It's true that they had a cheshman of wanting everyone to be involved. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, they looked at it as that they're giving. And therefore, the client shall give first. We can give later. They didn't look at it as an opportunity for them to take. Because if a person has an opportunity to take, it's his benefit. This is his deal, so to speak, that he can grab. He's not going to think of it in the sense of let other people try first. That's why there's a break. When Hashem says the line, the list between the first elements and the last four. Hashem said the first eleven are going to be brought as a Vayikhuli Truma. They're going to be brought as a part of Israel's drive to take the Truma. The gold and the silver and the Tchayis and Argoma and the Tachash and Atashiti. And that's it. But the last three are different. The last four were dedicated as well. But it wasn't vehicle. It wasn't vehicle. They were dedicated by the Nassim who were missing an element of understanding that this is something that they're taking. Now, Moshe obviously didn't see the future. Therefore, he brings this, all them with the votes. Akadosh Baruch Hu, who knows what's going to happen, leaves out the votes to show that there's a difference between how the first eleven are going to be brought to the Mishkan and how the last four are going to be donated to the Mishkan. The second point here also: How did the Nusim make the mistake? The same Chazal tells us that the Nassim realized that they had done wrong to some extent by not being the first to come forward to contribute to participate in the contributions for the Mishkan so they were attacking that and when the Mishkan was eventually erected the first ones in line to bring Karbonus were the Nassim first ones from the very first day that the Mishkan was dedicated, the Nassim were there to bring Karbanas. Except, the Cheshman that the Nassim had wasn't completely wrong. There definitely was a mockup to be concerned that all Klaishals should have an opportunity to participate. There definitely was a Hashash that they had 
that if somebody is going to raise the bar too high, others will feel embarrassed to do the same, or to do less. And therefore, what the Nasim did is when they brought their Karbanas, they all decided to bring exactly the same Karban. And everybody would be the same, and everyone have an opportunity. And that's what we find by the Karbanas and Nasim, that in all the first 12 days of the Qiyam of the Mishkan, each Nasi brought a carbon, and each carbon was identical. And we find the same idea when it comes to Kna Yisrael's participation. Kna Yisrael's participation in the Karbanas Tibur. There also, the entire Kna Yisrael was meant to be involved because the carbon Tibur is representing everyone. And how does Hashem ensure that everybody gets the same? That's Pashash Kalim. The entire Jewish people is meant to bring a dedicated donation to pay for the Korbanus Tibur, but everyone's meant to bring the same. That way, no one can bring less, but nobody can bring more. No one has to be embarrassed about the contribution of someone else. And then we have both matters together. The fact that people take the opportunity when they can to participate in the Basin Mikdash, but at the same time, it's going to be in a way which allows the entire Jewish people to be a part and an equal part in the contributions to the Vesemitish and to the Gurbanis.